0: This is iFanboy's special edition Justice League Dark Apocalypse War.
1: That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes, an airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Turn world serves its own needs. Dummy, serve your own needs. Beat it up and knock. speed grunt, no strength. The ladder starts to clatter with fear. Fight down high.
0: Hello welcome to my fanboy special edition, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. It's the Animation Brain Trust. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Paul Montgomery. Bloody hell. And Ryan Haupt.
2: Dark side is.
0: And this is uh, this, the, we, we, I don't even know what's happening. I'm a little hungover. <laughs> we are the Animation Brain Trust. We review the DC animated original films and sometimes other things. There'll be spoiler warnings for the film. So if you haven't watched it and you want to be spoiled, pause and come back. But spoiler warning, everybody dies. Paul, you could do the stats first before we jump into the the prelims.
1: Okay, so we have been doing these for seventy five years. This is the thirty eighth <laughs> film. This is the thirty eighth of these animated movies mm-hmm. since they started. This one is the fifteenth since like Flashpoint, right?
0: The continuity
1: it, of the of the DC animated universe. So this is the fifteenth and spoilers final, yeah, in that line, but the thirty eighth overall. And it is directed by Matt Peters and Christina
0: Soda, produced by James Tucker, written by M- Margaret Scott. And it features a regular cast of incontinuity people, Jerry O'Connell, Matt Ryan, Jason O'Mara, Stuart Allen, Rosario Dawson, Shamar Moore, Christopher Gorham, Rebecca Romain, Rain Wilson, all the regular voices from this universe. So we had speculated after the last of these shows, and I don't even remember what the last film was, to be honest with you. It's not a knock on it. We've just done so many of these. we read some. It's on. a weird time. We had speculated that based on what they had been saying in the special features preview for this film this was going to be the last film in the line because this shared universe for whatever bizarre reason you know almost 10 years later is still mired in the early new 52 world of dc character designs and things like that and so we wondered when that was going to end and we speculated it would be with this film and it is the end of of the road my first question before we really get into it is other than john constantine why is this called justice league dark uh, Justice League Dark thing. is in the movie. I mean But it, so is Teen Titans and Suicide Squad. This this movie true. contains every character that they basically have profiled in this shared universe is in the movie. It's not like he's on Justice League Dark. He's a member of the regular Justice League in this film. It just a weird yeah. I, I realize they have to have branding, but it was weird just to not call it Justice League, or the, they really should have called it like
1: DC Universe or the only pop. thing the only thing I would say is that I don't know how well the Justice League Dark movie did on its own. Mm-hmm if they're capitalizing on that, but Constantine isn't just a part of this. He's the protagonist of the well, movie. he's the main character for sure.
0: But he's not even in Justice League Dark,
1: though. That's the weird thing. Right. Like, yeah, I, I, mean, I thought maybe
0: Justice League would go down and Justice League Dark would have to save the day, but that wasn't even what happened either. It was weird. That's just a weird... I just don't know... Like Branding-wise, I don't understand why they went with Justice League Dark as the final film in these this universe, this massive film that takes basically every character and every group that we've seen over the last 15 films and... Throws them into a giant, you know, epic. I don't. It was just a bizarre choice to me.
1: I mean, it it is dark. It's a dark (laughs) film. It's rated R. It is a dark future timeline, one of the darkest that we've seen, and we've seen several of them in this line and in the thirty eight movies we've reviewed overall.
0: Yeah, I am uh, at at a loss to how to review this. I watched it twice because the first time. Well, I watched it twice because the first time I was so overwhelmed with what was going on. There's a okay. lot going yeah. on. It's I so much about, happening.
2: Yeah, I thought about giving it a rewatch and then decided I didn't care. I don't know if it's good, but... It isn't. It's a lot.
0: It was really compelling. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for end-of-the-story stories, like right. the last chapter. Because like, we don't ever get them in Superheroes. we films, never get so. them. So this is the end of the line. Almost everyone eventually dies, but throughout the story, most of the characters died In the end, they all die when Flash resets the timeline.
2: Can I try to give a brief recap?
0: Sure. Worth our time? Go for it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the Justice League decides to take the fight to Apocalypse to prevent Darkseid from invading Earth, but it gets them all killed. They cut to the future. John Constantine is more of a drunk. Superman and Raven try to get him to help them go back and bring the fight to Apocalypse again, but they need Damon Wayne's help, Mm because Batman is Metreon now. Metreon. Yeah. They yeah. team up with a bunch of villains led by Harley Quinn, featuring my favorite character in this whole thing, King Shark. And then there's a big battle sequence. Things continue to not go well. They eventually free the Flash and reset the universe. Oh, and Trigon fights Darkseid.
1: Yeah, the Trigon. It's good to mention. And, and Connor, and there's, a mentioned l- there's, a, there's a lot of Teen Titan stuff from the, the previous movies, the Judas Contract, notably. Yeah. So if you're going in cold on this, this is not really... A, I mean, if you know your, you know, DC, your DC lore, like you'll make sense of it. There are a lot of threads from previous movies. In a lot of ways, this is like their Endgame movie, like their yeah. Avengers Endgame. It's pulling on all of the threads from the different groups. You have that core cast of the Justice League, and then Constantine. Constantine is your protagonist. He is in a relationship with Zatanna, who dies early on a lot of the main heroes get depowered which is always kind of interesting like when they shuffle the the, like the power scales for the characters like you know they commonly do it with superman like they depower superman um he's got like liquid kryptonite coursing through him he's got green kryptonite eyes to the whole movie so he's depowered batman is functioning as Sort of like Brainiac for Darkseid.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a combination of Metron, Brainiac, like the sod. He's in like the
1: Metron chair. He's the right-hand
2: man. The Mobius chair is what Mobius it's chair, excuse me, yeah. How dare you, Paul. He's the right-hand yeah, oh, man sorry. for
1: Darkseid. Yeah, and then like Luthor is Darkseid's agent on Earth, which is has, like we said, has been taken over. It's It's got a two years later thing after the late title card. Wonder Woman, Hawkman, Starfire... Martian Manhunter are all functioning sort of as uh, the, the furies for Darkseid when they get to uh, Apocalypse again. I try not to focus on it, but like the, the central Darkseid plot involves stealing Earth's magma mm-hmm. to run Apocalypse because Apocalypse is run on lava and magma. And then also he uses it like by transporting it through a portal to Oa. Like a bomb like a bomb, and there's all kinds of weird physics to that that (laughs) I didn't understand, but there's a lot going on. Some interesting character development that you can only do in a series of these movies, and I'm speaking mainly of Damien and Raven. Uh They were kind of the character highlights for me. Etrigan was fun, but overall, I thought it wasn't written terribly well. I thought there were interesting concepts. It just wasn't executed well at all relative to some of the other movies maybe not in this line but in the 38 overall yeah
2: my issue I agree with Connor your point about liking an ending story because you're allowed to have consequences and maybe this is putting the cart before the horse in our terms of our discussion but like for all the consequences that were put in front of us they literally hit a giant reset button at the end so it all felt pointless
0: well I mean they still all Died and experienced the loss of their their friends and family. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's, I mean, a, it's, like it's a bold thing to do, and it's not um, a happy ending. When when they send Flash off to restart the universe, they're not like thrilled about it. They're sadly looking into the distance.
1: And importantly, we don't see what's on the other side of that. Right. We see Flash run off, and then we see sort of like the like the end of Rogue One. We see like the wave coming towards them and them getting annihilated by. Time. time or whatever, and they're, uh, you know, an, or a new flashpoint or whatever, and um, it's a melancholy sort of thing. And, and I thought that was kind of a bold thing to do, without having like either a coda to that or something at the end of the credits. Yeah, I kept, the, I kept waiting for that. They get wiped
0: out. I watched yeah. the whole credit sequence, waiting for something, because a lot of these films have had a post-credit sequence, mm-hmm. and it's probably because they don't know what to do next. And they, they actually really—this is a sidebar discussion, but the really interesting thing is that these films, for the most part, have taken cues from the comics. Right. But the comics haven't moved on from New 52, at least yet. So whatever comes next is kind of their own making. It's not the comics making, it's the animators making. And there's a little bit of that we'll discuss at the end with the preview for the next film. I, again, I don't know if it was good, but I, I respected the audacity of it. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting quite the size I wasn't expecting to have all the characters. I mean basically every character in this movie.
1: Part of that is probably like you said, having Justice League Dark as the Right as the branding for it. You don't expect it to be this seismic thing. You'd expect it to be a side story. Yeah,
0: and I just I just didn't expect like wow, we're going for it here. Like they're gonna go for it. They're gonna you're right, they're going to Avengers Endgame this, this universe and put everybody in the pot and stir it. I didn't like Avengers Endgame that much, but there were parts that I did like, and I, I, I respected the audacity of that film, it, so I respected it here, too. It's just there was a lot of problems with the writing. Some of it wasn't sharp. Why would yeah. they need the magma if the Flash was already powering the planet himself? Why didn't the Flash have a big bushy beard if he was running for two years instead of a little stubble? hmm did it need to be as gruesome? Did we need as many curse words? And I, I'm not saying this as uh, a prude. That I curse all the time, but I was a little surprised.
1: Yeah, it just feels a little try hard. The, the constant fucks,
0: the constant shits, the constant people being torn apart at the torso. Um, but I, I also, those was, was a part of me, like a 12-year-old who read these comics and when he was 12, tried to write an end of DC Universe story, and I have the notebook somewhere. Mm-hmm. I really dug that part. There's something about the heroes going down in their last valiant attempt in Sacrifice that appeals to me. You know, even if it is, it almost, it's almost like there was so much happening that almost hardly anything was impactful. And then the other thing was, any film where Damien dies is a plus. So, mm-hmm. oh man, he dies gruesomely, although he's resurrected again, but still. He
2: actually dies twice, which is great. Yes, he me. does. Yeah. I have this feeling a lot. Any story that has Swamp Thing or Poison Ivy, and the heroes are able to just say, "Like, look, that thing's destroying the environment," and Swamp Thing hulks out and destroys the bad aliens. And yeah. I really wish conservation was that easy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would like a Deus Ex Machina yeah. for saving the planet. <laughs> yeah. I really would. That's that's a real feeling I have. Where was Swamp Thing the whole time? Didn't he realize this was happening? Why did he have to? have it Yeah, his sense of the green isn't isn't that strong. Oh, King Shark, I love King Shark. It was very kind of Rock of Ages, which is, Rock of Ages was a great
0: story that Morrison did in the JLA back in the early, you know, in the 90s, which was about, you know, the future when Darkseid is one and this ragtag group of heroes have to fight back. I like that story. I like this bit of, I, it's all, I mean, at this point, with, with these shared universe stories, it's almost like anything different I enjoy. So seeing the heroes in different roles, I enjoyed Lois beating up on Harley Quinn in the ring. Did yeah, it make any I'm, sense? Yeah. Not really,
1: but I liked it. She's a military brat. She has training. Right. <laughs>
0: Did I think she'd actually win that fight? No, but would would she get a few punches in? Yes. So I just like seeing, oh, shit, a lot of bad shit's gone down in the intervening time between the the credits, so where's everybody? Oh, look, Batgirl's still alive. That's fun. I don't know if it's my mindset right now. Again, I'm not saying this was a good movie. I'm just saying I enjoyed it in a weird way.
1: There's, like, stuff in there. There's, like, uh, as a a big Etrigan fan... He was great. I enjoyed Etrigan versus Wonder Woman. I was like, oh, that's a cool match-up like they're they're sword fighting and stuff and he gets a he goes out pretty cool
2: and when he starts to rhyme again i actually that moment got me you know yeah that was that was one of the more compelling moments when etrigan got his groove back and they set it up nicely in the beginning
0: where he was like depressed and not rhyming anymore and so at the end when he becomes he you know his last heroic moment and he rhymes on his way to death that was like that got me
1: you know there's one thing that really irked me about the etrigan subplot is that in the beginning he takes a swig of beer and then belches fire Mm. on somebody and then later, Raven says she wished he would have taken a drink and belched fire on somebody, and he says, "I only do that when I fart yeah that was and funny. we saw it earlier. <laughs> we saw that he was able to belch fire earlier it was just a it was a weird continuity thing
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like sloppy stuff like that, which was annoying. I mean for me, on the one hand, you have the fact that it took as Paul said the threads of fifteen films and brought them together in a compelling way for me, and also kind of impressive that they did it at all. But then there was a lot of sloppiness on the other hand, and sometimes the scale of these things are just so big, it's almost hard to be compelling.
1: Yeah, so you sort of it, I guess it depends on which threads you care about the most. I think if the Raven stuff works for you, there's some good stuff there. She like, was really I, good. I, I, Tri- like, I liked, when Trigon came back, I and mean, they fought Apocalypse,
0: I was like, yeah. well, that's cool. I've never actually seen yeah, that, 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 that the, before. Me. New gods versus old gods fighting was kind of fun. Yeah.
2: The Trigon Darkseid fight I did want to speak to specifically just because it made me realize that I've never had a strong sense of how powerful Trigon's supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. is he actually powerful enough to go toe to toe with Darkseid? That feels like it's, even Trigon should be outclassed. Yeah, by I mean Darkseid
0: he's fight. he's he's like in that echelon of most powerful people in the DC universe.
1: I think Trigon is just limited because of like the dimensional stuff. Yeah. Like. He's really powerful, but he's stuck in, like, a hell dimension or, like, a, a limbo or something, and he has to use avatars or whatever. It is interesting when you see all these different verticals coming together and, like, oh, how does Trigon stack up against Darkseid? But they make a good... You know, if they make a good argument for it, and then, like, Trigon taking over Superman, uh-oh, I mean, that's a bad thing. And then, right. oh, but, <laughs> yeah. like, versus Darkseid, that's an interesting matchup, you know? I
2: will say, I have a weird soft spot for the story beat where a character dies and gets a moment with someone in the afterlife before getting pulled back to yep. reality. For whatever reason, they don't even have to be done particularly well, Harry Potter, but <laughs> I, I find... No, I, 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 find I love those compelling. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love, And I don't love... Constantine and Zatanna together because Zatanna no, belongs, belongs to Batman.
2: But I, I like them as having some level of relationship as yeah. absurdly powerful magic users alone. I found that moment compelling. And then, so, Cyborg gets infused to the source wall, but the source wall is not located on Apocalypse, no. right? It's at, like, the end of the universe. Did Darkseid relocate it?
0: Related to what I was going to ask, again, there's been so many of these movies, but <laughs> what happened to the the new gods, the, you know... The, uh, the 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 new genesis the new genesis the new genotions like, did we ever see them? No, were I don't, they ever
2: around at all. In this entire 15 film continuity. Yeah,
0: I don't remember them showing up
2: ever, Oh, boy. or even being addressed
0: right. as to where they were. Because that's what I was thinking during this film: is like, shouldn't the? F- I don't remember. I guess they just we just assume they're gone because basically they're gone from the DC comics. They have, you know, they're, they're basically never used. Other you know, Mr. Miracle aside, that out of continuity Tom King story aside, they really aren't a factor in the regular book. so maybe that's they're just not around. I just I kept thinking like when is you know, Orion going to show up?
2: I mean, I'm looking at the list of the 15 movies from this continuity, and I don't think any of them had
1: any new gods. But I mean, even as an aside, do they say, like, End Apocalypse wiped out New Genesis?
0: It's
1: just bizarre to not have
0: them at all, because it's a yin-yang relationship. One's the light side, one's the dark side, and it's just weird that...
1: I feel like, haven't... didn't we see, um... And we might have,
0: and there might be somebody screaming at their headphones right now, but I just didn't remember Let
1: us know in the comments, I'd I'd like to know. There's been so many...
0: (laughs) Of these movies, and so many of them have been so boring. Uh, of these shared movies, that uh, I've blocked a lot of them out. What else have I got in my notes here? Batman was interesting because he was Metron the whole movie, but then he, he became Darth Vader at the end when he yeah. <laughs> he, he turned against Dark Side when when his son was hurt. I was like, oh, he's, he's Darth Vader now. So that's his redemption arc. Yeah. Why did Superman go gray after two years when he ages slower than everybody else? Well,
2: because he was poisoned with the kryptonite. I yeah, guess. he was
0: poisoned. All right. Maybe it's because I've been reading a lot of deceased comics, and I really enjoy those books, and it's sort of the same this thing. This did feel
2: a lot like deceased. I did have that thought while watching. I was like, this feels like deceased.
0: Shazam's leg gets ripped off in an un- unnecessarily gruesome fashion, and then you see him later with like a
2: f- fake leg. I was like, oh, that's fun. He's of, it was a, a leg of magic lightning. Yeah, it's cool. That was cool. I, I, I was a little annoyed that... Okay, so Darkseid took Superman's DNA and put Kryptonian DNA in the parademons... Right. Which oh. then meant everyone got kryptonite weapons. But then they were using the kryptonite weapons on everybody, not just parademons. <laughs> I'm like, wait, kryptonite is well, only I, bad I assume a kryptonite
0: sword will still stab a regular person pretty well. Paradooms. When did Lex Luthor oh, well, join the Justice League? When that did that... Lois
1: join the no, Justice League? No, Lex Luthor. Oh. Uh, there was, I remember, that was at the end of one of these. Was Lex Luthor's like, now I'm on the team. Also. Was it the end of the reign of the Superman? Yeah.
2: I thought it was before that.
0: I had like a vague notion of that happening, but I couldn't remember exactly when it did. So when they showed like the whole team together and it's like everybody plus Constantine and Satana and Lex Luthor, I was like,
1: what? Yeah, like why is Constantine like living on the JLA satellite or the JLU <laughs> yeah, satellite? And I just feel like, I don't know, I just, I, I want to apologize to the English viewers because Constantine feels like almost racist to me in a way. It's just like so stereotypical, like just bad British. Was that just me? Or is it just like he's like every, he's, like it's like blimey and bloody this. and. Well, that's how he's portrayed on the live action show too by the same it actor. It just doesn't sound, it, it doesn't sound natural. It just, it just sounds so fake. Mm. Like almost to the point that I thought it was like offensive. Like he's just so like lazily English. Uh. I don't know. I don't know I mean like
0: it's a spectacle and if you're interested in a spectacle if, you, if you're if you interested in sort of like the last stand of the heroes in the face of overwhelming odds where almost all of them and then eventually all of them die it, you know, this is not a story you get very often so maybe you're interested in that and as Paul said you know it probably pays off better if you have some semblance of knowledge of the previous 15 films and we only have some because it's mostly gone from my brain but if you at all know the DC universe that's really all you need to know at the end of the day to to watch this film and see the last stand of the heroes I mean it gets destroyed, Jon Stewart doesn't make it, crawling towards the battery.
2: Actually, I thought that scene was a little confusing. I couldn't quite tell if Jon Stewart accomplished what he wanted by blowing everything up, or if the blowing up was... The
1: blowing I, up was, I, the, I, I, was, I was the He was the trying magma. to get a charge from yeah. the,
2: the right. I power mean, battery. I, I just thought the the storytelling in that scene in particular was a little frustratingly vague. They should have cut his line before he finished, because he, he finished yeah. the
0: speech, so he should have had a charged exactly. battery, but... They should have had the magma drop like on the second to last line, so that he got right to the I, edge.
2: I think I think you're you're right. That would have fixed the the issue I was having. Paul, I did appreciate John Constantine and Captain Boomerang's Anglo-Australian bickering.
1: <sighs> or did you find <laughs> I just that offensive my too? my eyes, that stuff. I, I I thought those two characters in particular were just like the dialogue was just painful.
2: I've always and thought I, I, Captain I, I, Boomerang was a weird character. Yes, that's hard to
1: make work. And I think it's it's also something that happens with these huge, sprawling ensembles of characters that they get sort of reduced down to their basest, like, mm-hmm. you know, they've got, like, two character traits. <laughs> you basically
0: get to say your catchphrase and then... Yeah, the, you, you know. say your
1: catchphrase, like, Flash like, gotta go fast, gotta save my mom, like, and that's, that's it. Or if you're Cyborg, you get to say Booyah one more time. They did Cyborg bad, because, like, when they were all going through the portal to leave... They were like, "We're not leaving without Clark." And Cyborg's like, "It's cool. He's got this." And then nobody cared about Cyborg. Like, he was a wall. Like no, there was no comment about can we. Well, I mean, they did say, "Can you like download your consciousness into a, a thumb drive?" Into a thumb drive, <laughs> and was like, doesn't, "Doesn't work like that." And I think that kind of sucked. Like, there should have been a little bit more. But again, when you have that many characters, it's hard to give everybody their moment. So, like, you get characters like Hawkman who just become like, like a zombie Hawkman, and then Batgirl gets taken out in like in a really gnarly way. You know, so it's it, it's rough. Your favorites aren't gonna make it out okay. But in the end, nobody made it out okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, or even get a lot of time on screen because there's just, there's, a, there's fifty characters. Right. Mm-hmm. But I did. I did enjoy Raven. I thought she was good, and her struggle with TriGun was good. And as much as I hate Damien, I liked their you know little relationship at the end was
1: nice. I like that he's still a twerp even though he's older. Like I was like, oh, older Damien. that could be interesting. And he's still and it's the same. It's the kid who's been voice acting. He didn't for look
0: older either. He looked like this whole time. Same. Am I going to watch it a third time?
1: Probably not. But
0: I enjoyed it. Again, I have no like no idea what I'm going to like ultimately rate it, but.
2: Do y'all ever wonder about how a completely foreign alien planet and culture managed to come up with the same symbol that the Greeks did to signify the end of things?
1: Yeah, it's called comics.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good point.
1: Well, but then isn't it possible that they influenced us right. instead of? <laughs> They're
2: gods after all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know, I know, I know. Ancient aliens is the go-to explanation for that, but it always just kind of. It doesn't rub me the wrong way. It's just something I think about, even though I know there's no reason to I, I, I think, think about that's, it. It's that's the, worth my I time. Mean,
1: that's the excuse they give is like, is like either we were influenced by ancient aliens or our ancients tapped into something cosmic. And it's like this ultimate symbol. It's not an Earth symbol, it's like every civilization everywhere. More
2: universal than Earth. Than,
1: yes. Yeah.
2: Now, what causes Raven to turn white? Because she expels Trigon in the middle of the battle, but she doesn't become white until the very end. Her costume, anyway. I assume her race does not change. It's Labor Day, so she changed <laughs> her outfit. Fair enough. I don't even remember, honestly. There was
0: so much going on.
2: When she brings Damon back, yeah, so it must be, yeah.
0: yeah. Honestly, the reason I had to watch it twice because the first time I missed like half of what was going on. If you took your eye off the screen for a second, you missed a lot. It's just so jam packed, often to its detriment. But there's a lot going on, so I couldn't tell you. I even read through the plot summary on Wikipedia before the show, just to pressure it up even i watched it last night and Ava those are always it. hilarious i love doing them. this one's missing like three quarters of what happened in the movie let's talk briefly about okay the other things on the disc which you guys don't see because you don't watch it on disc is the uh the short and the preview for the oh, next film.
2: short so this was the short this
0: showcase short was adam strange written by jmd Matias, who's done a lot of good work but not here oh this was the worst one i've seen since they brought these back it takes everything that was fun about Doctor Strange and just sort of puts it in a meat grinder and also changes his costume and his color scheme for some reason. He's, like, an older man on, like, a mining colony, and he's remembering the when... Spice he,
2: Mines of Kessel?
0: I mean, might as well, and he's remembering, like, when he was younger on Round and then the Thanagarians invaded and killed his wife then the Zeta Beam blasted him away from the fight, and it didn't come back for like 20 years. So he's been like, it's like PTSD, like war, and this might be based on something, I don't know, but it was like PTSD, you know, like war, guilt, Adam Strange with, with a beard and long hair as the crazy old man at the mining colony, until the Zeta Beam comes back, and and his suit is red and gold for some reason, which doesn't work at all. Like, the red and white is, is kind of Adam Strange.
2: Mm-hmm. How do you mess up a costume like that? It's
0: an iconic Silver Age costume. Yeah. It just wasn't fun and or compelling. Like, I was excited for Adam Strange. Like, ooh, ray guns, you know, aliens. This will be cool. And then it was, like, open on, you know, Jour dirty aliens, the, you know, the movie-esque mining colony. And there's a crazy old man. Oh, that's got to be him. And, and then his wife gets killed by thanagarians and it's just like ugh, when is this over
1: uh, okay i figured it out what it reminded me of yeah. starlight mark oh, miller yeah, and yeah, yeah. gordon Parlov. is that kind of the
0: vibe not as fun i mean starlight had like a jaunty pulp-esque vibe to it this yeah was... i remember
1: i remember that being fun and i was like hmm it wasn't fun and that's also kind of like playing with it was an image comic right yeah yeah and it was it was playing on like adam strange yeah, a lot and of those like,
0: pulp sci-fi characters. It was like it was a it was like a like um, amalgamation
1: of that, and so
0: it was a great book because it didn't forget that that whole thing is kind of fun. Like the whole reason why these guys do it right. is because it's fun. But this was just like my wife's dead, and I'm stuck here, and I'm old and angry, and everyone makes fun of me, and I just want to drink. And
2: it reminds me a little bit of John Boyega talking about his Star Wars edition, and he talks about how one of the things he did was he rewatched Star Wars, which makes sense—that's what you would do. But he said he had his realization that like. One of the things that makes Star Wars Star Wars is that the characters are in situations where they could die at any moment, and their response is to be like, Woohoo, this is great! Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly.
0: oh, That's what Star Wars is. We were talking about it recently on the regular podcast about specifically, we we're talking about The Flash, but like, not every hero needs like a dark, angsty backstory.
1: Like, it, it would be interesting to see just a straight up Adam Strange short, it feels like. A lot of the times we see Adam Strange, it's a, like a revisionist thing or like a, like a postmodern interpretation of what that is. And I would say that not just of Adam Strange, but like uh, just like a lot of that era of characters. No one wants to do just the pure, yeah like the pure version. Like you feel like you have to do something where it's like, I don't know, like the Birdman take on, on Adam I would Strange. even
0: pitch a comedic version because the Zeta Beam is ripe for comedy in which you're constantly being pulled out of worlds against your will right sure yeah and, and the, one of the things that really got me was the zeta beam was like this menacing thing that came down in a blast on the ground and then like moved towards him in a menacing way it didn't just zap him out it was like it was almost like worlds being attacked by this beam and it was coming at him slowly in this like a like a killer in a movie and then it got him it was just like what did they do has anyone read an Adam Strange comic and this is not even some ra- random screenwriter it's J.M.D. Matthias who knows all this stuff so I don't know It wasn't very good. But the special feature, which I watched again about half of because I didn't want to be spoiled too much, was for the next film, which is Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which we mistakenly thought was the Jim Lee, Brian Azzarello story originally when we talked about it, but it's not that. It's a story of a young Superman. And and at first I thought it was like a year one story because it shows him like in Metropolis and he doesn't have the suit yet, so he's got this sort of makeshift costume and he's trying to figure out who he is. And I thought, oh, they're doing year one in this new world. But then it becomes about aliens and immigration and xenophobia and so part of his coming out as a hero is because there's a lot of anti-alien sentiment on the planet and they're attacking aliens and so john jones is a big character in it and unfortunately lobo is a big character in it so it seems to be taking sort of year one and mixing it up with sort of a an immigration parable which is interesting. And the animation was really good. The voice cast is Darren Chris is Superman and Zachary Quinto is Lex. That's good casting. For That's life. good. That is good casting.
2: Yeah, that it was good casting. Yeah, it was really
0: good. They sounded good. And one of the things they talked about was this is sort of the, I don't know if they meant it was the first film, but like this is the first look into our new kind of DCU. The casting director, Wes Gleason, was like, it's been really fun to find new voices now because we've had this great cast for 15 films, but now we get to try something new. And so I'm hoping it's like a energy you know, injection into these. Shot in the arm. We've had good ones. We've definitely had good ones recently, but they tend to be the non-continuity ones, and those sort of, you know, we're so dragging down this enterprise. So I'm looking forward to seeing if they're sort of starting over from scratch, and also how they're going to start over from scratch, because like we said, they don't have comics as a template. There's no post-New 52 in the comics at the moment, so it's going to be interesting. And we have heard nothing beyond the Superman film. There's been no announcement beyond that.
1: And even if they wanted to, they couldn't base it on the DC movies, like the, the, yeah. the live-action movies, because they're They no longer have a continuity either,
0: <laughs> right? And so, what does that bring? Maybe more standalone, maybe more classic stories being told. I don't know, but it's interesting.
1: The stuff we like—that sounds yeah. good.
0: That sounds exciting, promising. One of the worst things about these past fifteen films is when they took the classics and then shoehorned them into this new 52 world you know like they did the judas contract but did it in the new 52 universe and
1: yeah so i'm hoping
0: that now means we can do more classics that feel like those you know the stories should be and not shoehorned in with this cast and animation style and costume design and all that stuff i would assume based on how they do things that maybe they're developing an aquaman film because the other one made a billion dollars but who knows anymore mm. it'll be interesting to see what happens next because they're not stopping these they do make money but they just haven't said what they're doing next. That's I'm excited for the Superman one now.
1: As with everything, it's all <laughs> could be anything. anything. Anything could happen. Execution is everything. These uncertain times.
0: I was surprised how quickly this one came out. We just did the last one. Yeah. Not that long ago. Or it could be that I've been in in this apartment for three months and I don't know concept of time anymore.
1: Well that was I wanna say that was like at the beginning of lockdown or right around the time of the pandemic hitting here? Because remember, we were yeah, really sort of talking about how uncertain it was after the recording, and <laughs> and so it's it's been that long. Not that long. Oh, Red Sun was in April.
0: So it was only a month ago. Well, close to two months because it was the beginning of April. That's strange, don't mm. you think? Yes, it is. And I hope that does mean they're dumping these. Who knows? We don't know anything. All right, well, final thoughts on... Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, before we do our ratings. Ryan, you, you liked it the least.
2: Uh, well, uh, I actually don't know that I would say that. I didn't have a bad time watching this.
1: I think I liked it the least. Hmm.
2: You guys defended the logic behind the ending well, but I still felt ultimately let down by the ending being a literal hitting of the reset button, the end. That ending just bothered me. I think that there are good and interesting ideas in here the execution is all over the place and the ending was unsatisfying that is my thought
1: okay Paul uh, they should do more stuff with Atrigan <laughs> <laughs> he's a great character he's fun he's do character.
2: stuff with Atrigan and Wonder Woman I don't think we saw Jason Blood the entire movie
1: wasn't that his friend who died I, I assume that's what they I think that was the reference yeah, yeah. oh yeah so like he that's stuck not... his Atrigan I don't know right
0: my thoughts are mostly similar to Ryan's. Like i thought there was a lot of interesting things here. It was a mess in terms of execution, but I had fun watching it. It was compelling. But a mess. But an overstuffed kind of fun and audacious and mess and I can respect them for going for it. So ratings at a five. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a three and a quarter.
2: Ryan? That is not a bad rating. But I I think I'm going to go just a flat three. uh,
0: Two. Two. I mean, not unreasonable. Listen, it was a crazy movie. I remember halfway through, I was like, this is nuts.
1: This is nuts. I respect nuts. Even if nuts doesn't always work. I think I was really down on it as I was watching it. And then you, I think when we got to sort of the end game part of it, I was kind of impressed with some of the, the stuff that they did. Some, like, surprising things. You know, like the Trigon versus Darkseid. Like, I didn't, I don't know. I should have seen that coming because, they, like, they were foreshadowing it. But <laughs> interesting combinations and, you know, some character development stuff that I thought was kind of neat. But yeah, ultimately, I think conceptually interesting, but just the execution, yeah, one of my least favorites of these. And I, I'm, I'm glad to move on to something new.
2: All right. Well, let's rank all 15.
1: All right. Um,. <laughs>
0: So I don't know when Superman of Tomorrow is coming. It's coming in 2020. Usually that third one comes out like the September-ish. Yeah. All it said was, look for it. Which is for some reason their new catchphrase. I don't know why. It's not a good one.
2: Makes me feel like something's about to be thrown at me.
0: Right. <laughs> like ah. We'll be back for that one. I'm looking forward to it. We always like a good Superman story. And yep. it's, it's a good cast. Alexandria Daddario is Lois. Oh.
2: I'm, in, I'm interested in that.
0: Neil Flynn is Jonathan Kent. Neil Flynn from Scrubs, the Janitor. The parasite is the villain. Lobo and Marshall are are uh, supporting characters. Looks good. I enjoyed watching. Lobo it. is the interesting. Guy. <laughs> like, I hate Lobo, but I like. I kind of like the guy they have voicing Lobo, and he seemed to be jo- enjoying it. So who the hell
1: knows? I like Parasite. I'm a big Parasite.
0: Fan. So we'll be back for that one when when it comes out, whenever it comes out, and until then, I am Connor. I'm Paul.
2: I'm inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> right.